For this, our 10th season, we will focus on telling true stories about the men and women we have come to know over 28 years of recovery. Each episode will tell the story of what life was like as an addicted or alcoholic person, what happened to wake that person up, and what is life like today. Not all stories are ones of success. Some of our friends didn't make it as they relapsed and so far have not come in from the cold. Some died in circumstances that had nothing to do with their disease. Others had a rough start, but they persevered and now enjoy a full and productive life. Some are old guys like me, and others are relative youngsters who serve as great examples to other younger addicts. Our stories describe addicts and alcoholics of many different cultures, a range of socioeconomic status, different generations, gender types, and sexual preferences, if they're relevant to their story. I like to say that addiction and alcoholism are equal opportunity predators. They don't discriminate. And you will see how the stories we share about our friends will prove the truth of that statement. This is Season 10, Episode 13. We'll call this Gary, Artist and Gambler Extraordinaire. I chose to add the word artist to Gary's credentials because of the way he would artfully talk himself out of almost any trouble he could get himself into, and he got himself into a lot of trouble. I haven't seen him in about 15 years, and I'm going to assume he's still alive, but who knows if he's doing well. It would not surprise me in the least if he was cooling his jets in a jail or in a state penitentiary. His offense would have had to have been one of those he could not talk himself out of. Gary was and is a student of human nature. He could spot a potential mark, size him up, and then create a con that was customized just for that mark. The con would typically involve placing a bet on one thing or another and some type of guarantee. That, that, there's an art to that sort of thing. I met Gary at the Pass It On Club, a sobriety and social club in the heart of middle-class Milwaukee. It was located on Forest Home Avenue, and it still is, is a major artery that runs at a 45-degree angle to all the streets across it. You could get a tour of all the types of neighborhoods that typified the city just by driving up and down Forest Home Avenue. So in the same way that Forest Home typified Milwaukee, the club that sat on the avenue exemplified a true cross-section of alcoholics and other types of addicts. There are more meetings of uh, there are more types of meetings at the club than anywhere I know. There are meetings for Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon, Alateen, Gamblers Anonymous, Codependents Anonymous, and finally, Debtors Anonymous. Once a month there is an ACO meeting for adult children of alcoholics. Every now and then someone with a need will try to start a meeting for those addicted to cocaine or gaming, which is not gambling. In other words, the Pasadon Club is a healing place where those affected by addiction one way or another gather to share, to pray, and to socialize as a means of making the burden lighter for all affected. It would not be unusual to see someone in one type of meeting and see him or her at another and start a conversation on that coincidence alone. That's, that's how I met Gary. I saw him at an Al-Anon meeting and later at an AA meeting, and it was at the AA meeting that he told the group at the table about uh, his history. He had cut a deal with the IRS and brought his debt to them down from about 200000 to less than $50,000, but was now running from them because he had reneged on his payment plan. He was a developer of upscale residential communities, 
And that came with big dollars from investors who believed the business plan, except that Gary used a lot of it up a lot of it up by gambling away hundreds of thousands in poker games right there in his newly built homes. He had a taste for the adrenaline that came with big bets. It had him in its grip and it would not let go. If the relentless impulse to make a bet, the bigger the better owned his every waking hour. It was invariably amplified when he was drinking. He would tell of his bet one night that escalated from a thousand limit on the first game to the next game and the next game and until drunk and careless, Gary bet the house, the $300,000 house he had just finished, and he lost. One would think that tra kind of tragic event would put a stop to his adventure. I honestly thought he should, he should focus on, it, on his AA program so that he could learn the value of honesty and he could understand his history and the character flaws under his behavior. I believe that he had a lot to teach newcomers of the many traps that await the recovering alcoholic from a resurgence of the gambling instinct to schemes to make a quick buck. And the first step is, you know, we're powerless over gambling. Then our lives have become unmanageable. He is a most charming and humorous fellow and seems to shrug off his misfortunes as if losing all that was just a joke. I knew him well enough to tell you that every time we saw him, he had a new story to tell and was never about a victory of some sort. I do believe he loved his ex-wife and his two children, who even then, in early 2000, were on their way to a life of their own. Gary seemed to take his AA program seriously enough to speak to his sponsor about deeper things. His sponsor also happened to be my mentor, but what I learned of Gary was kept in confidence. All my sponsor and mentor would say about Gary's situation was this. He's a very talented guy and he leads a very complicated life. And I am also surprised that he has kept a sense of humor. You never know, though, if he doesn't carry a deep sense of sadness as to how his life really turned out. That take is all one needs to know about Gary. Feast or famine, riches or destitution, elation or depression, peace or chaos. That's how Gary lived his life. And I happen to think that alcoholism and the thinking that came with it were at the core of what brought him down. I have no idea if he's alive or not, well or not, free or in prison somewhere. But he does teach me that alcoholism rarely travels alone. What have we learned from the story of Gary, the gambler and the alcoholic? We have learned, one, addiction to gambling is probably the most dangerous addiction one could have when it comes to financial consequences. Two, Alcohol consumption can make a gambling addict that much more careless and heedless to dire consequences, even when it affects the entire family. Three, Gary is a typical alcoholic gambling addict, cared only for himself and no one else. He was the example of self-will run riot, else how could he have risked losing everything on one turn of the poker card? Four, gambling and drinking have other things in common besides the inability to stop. They create conditions that breed dishonesty and grandiosity. Five, the addiction to the adrenaline rush is perhaps the one feature that distinguishes gambling from alcoholism. It is an addiction to a self-manufactured drug that kicks in when fear of losing is provoked or victory over the odds is imagined. And it's all a lie. Our podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com, a modern approach to recovery.
To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.